Well, here we are. It is 2022. Are you prepared? You know, it's been said many times, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. How many times have we heard that one? And I would like to add to that, are we prepared when we do fail? What are we going to do? Are we going to get back up or are we going to stay on the ground? As Nelson Mandela said, don't count how many times I have succeeded, but rather count how many times I have failed and still have gotten up. And it is through that preparation that we bring you today's dojo. All right, are you prepared to talk about preparation for the year ahead of us, 2022? You know, I was writing a blurb out to our staff and out to our consumers and to the community like uh, I always do in the new year. And, you know, the theme this uh, time around was, are we prepared for a year of adversity? You know, I didn't go with the shiny optimism. It's going to be just a fantastic year kind of way of going about it. But in, instead, you know, led with the fact that people with disabilities are adaptable, we're resilient, we're united, and we persevere. And we're going to need these virtues in coming 2022. You know, I do foresee this as a year where we're going to continue to see adversity and be challenged. And we're going to need these virtues. And are we prepared to deploy these virtues in the face of a pandemic, in the face of inflation, and more social unrest? I think we are. And how wonderful it is to have people with disabilities be a great shining example of these virtues that all of us are going to need to hold closely and near and dear to our hearts as we enter into this new year. And as we you know, enter into this new year and think about the importance of preparation, just the fact of preparing for what's ahead, I think is a very important exercise to go through. And, you know, there's a difference between being negative, it's going to be a hard year, woe is me, versus, yeah, we're going to have some challenges. But we have the grit, we have the determination, we have everything within our capacity and control to make sure that we meet these challenges and overcome these challenges and that we be the best version of ourselves and it allow us the opportunity to be the best version of ourselves that we can be by facing these adversities. It is a natural part of life. Um, it's to be expected. And instead of praying that we don't have adversity in 2022, I invite you to instead say, well, when these challenges do come, when these adversities do happen, we're going to be prepared. We're going to be ready for it because we have already thought about it. We've reflected on it. We've seen where we've been. We were looking at where we are, and, and we're going to meet this with the, the best that we can. And, and look, preparation is something that is done in our military. It's done in our schools. It's done in sports. It's done in the business community and entrepreneurship. It's done everywhere. And, and why? Why does the military always prepare relentlessly in their training? Because the worst thing that in the military a leader can say is that I was not prepared for that. I did not expect that to happen. In sports, we're in the midst of like all of these kind of bowl games and NFL playoffs. These coaches and these players, Nick Saban, uh, one of the most winningest coaches in uh, college football, is known for what's called the process. 
working the process, preparation, preparation, and more preparation for the moments that are ahead of them. And entrepreneurship is well known that uh, there's an exercise that people in business go through all the time and they, they call it like kill the company. And they do what's known in stoicism as premeditatorium malorum. Let's do, let's do all that can go wrong in launching this business or product. Let's think about everything that can happen that can go sideways and let's be ready for it. Let's prepare. NASA just shot up a telescope. The Jeff Webb telescope was just shot up to be the biggest telescope that's out there. And there's so much that's involved with it that it needs to go perfect. I guarantee NASA has planned for everything possible under the sun, no pun intended, that could go wrong in deploying this telescope that's out there and are prepared for it. First responders preparing for everything that could possibly go wrong. Murphy's Law, anything that can go wrong will. So let's be prepared for any of these things that can happen. And look, the blows of misfortune can land much softer on those of us that are prepared for those things that can go wrong. Not doing it to be prepared in a way that's pessimistic, but to be realistic so that we are ready for anything that can go down and making sure that we can do that. You know, as a society, look, we're in the middle of an escalating surge once again from a variant. And to be honest, we should not be surprised by this at all. You know, we went through Delta and here we are with another one, Omicron. We should be prepared for another surge down the road from another variant that's likely going to happen. Let's not be caught off guard. Let's not say, oh, man, it's another time for us to have to be wearing a mask or have to go through distancing or be surprised when airlines are canceling flights. We went by a restaurant the other day and it had a sign closed due to unforeseen circumstances. My heart is with that restaurant having to close, but it should be foreseen. It should be expected that circumstances like this are going to resurface and to be ready for when they do and to have the endurance. You know, I, I get that, you know, and I felt it myself, the fatigue of being in this pandemic. It is exhausting and we're going to be in it for longer. We just are. We're in this worldwide. We're in it together. Let's be prepared to endure and have the resilience necessary to get through it. We're facing inflation and, and a housing market that is exorbitantly high priced right now. Guess what? We've lived through inflation in the past. Um, not too long ago, we were in a housing market that was high, high prices. And guess what? There's lessons to learn from both of those experiences. What can we learn from the past when we have gone through periods of inflation? What have we learned through the past in a housing market that bubbled up and then crashed? It is to be expected that likely the same situations that happened in the past are going to happen again. So what can we learn and how can we prepare for it? Are we saving money right now or are we spending money right now? Let's learn from the lessons that are there right behind us in the past to see where uh, we can teach us right now in the present so that we can be prepared for the future, that very predictable events will happen you know, if not this year, but perhaps in a few years from now that have happened in the past. Let's learn from that. You know, we look at a labor market right now that is kind of unique in in our history. You know, the great resignation where people are taking this opportunity to really check themselves and see what kind of careers do they want to have? If it's not the one that's been serving them now, what is the one that can align with their life purpose? How can people be prepared for those careers? 
Do people need to go back to school? Do people need to get certain skills to be able to align themselves with that career? What kind of preparation is needed right now to equilibrate a job market that traditionally people with disabilities have had two to three times the unemployment rate? Now with employers desperately seeking employees, could this be a time to level set the gap in equities that have been seen in this labor market? This could be a wonderful time if people with disabilities are prepared to work, to get work that historically has not been there before. As individuals, are we prepared for the continued stress and anxiety that these adversities likely bring to us? When I speak with my fellow friends who are teachers in the schools, they talk about the students that they're teaching right now going through a lot of emotional hardships that you know they're struggling with. The schools are now integrating more than ever social and emotional learning into their school systems. They're seeing the parents that are coming in to the schools themselves you know, that are struggling. So are we doing what we can? Are we preparing ourselves as individuals to take care of ourselves, to do the self-care that's necessary each and every day to make sure that we're also balancing out our own health to meet the natural stress and anxiety that we're likely to continue to go through and the, the social unrest that's still out there as individuals you know, we're likely to see more division going into this year. So are we prepared to meet that division with unity? Are we going to be put off by people that might be saying things just to offend other people? Are we going to expect that people are out there that are going to say offensive things that are themselves likely going through a lot of stress and anxiety and are behaving in ways that aren't the ways that we should necessarily behave? But like I've said many times on this podcast, know that we will come across people that are behaving rudely acting in a way that isn't the greatest and to not be taken off guard, to be prepared for that when we do come across people in our past like that, to say to ourselves, this is to be expected and to not be like the way that they're behaving, to meet division with unity, to meet people that are being offensive with empathy. You know, I find it to be very easily empathetic with my children who, when they are acting out and throwing temper tantrums, I can tell when they're doing it more or less because they're hungry. They haven't been fed or they're on a sugar crash that they haven't got enough sleep or that they haven't been active enough. It is clear that they're behaving or misbehaving or not acting the best because it's because of those things. As adults, same thing. You know, a lot of us are tired. We're not getting the sleep that we need. We probably don't have the greatest diets or, or ways of eating. We likely ourselves too need to be physically active. And perhaps we're coming across a lot of adults like children who may be behaving in a way due to those physiological reasons. And maybe we can have some empathy and be ready for that empathy and not take enough guard and being prepared, come across people behaving that way. You know, one out of 10 people uh, behave rudely. Um, we're gonna likely come across people like in our real life face-to-face -face circumstances or virtually. Let's be prepared. Let's know that this is going to likely happen and continue into this year because we're all going to be having more anxiety likely. And let's do it with a little bit of empathy if we can. Let's be the ones that can lead with unity. And, and again, like going into a new year, we talked on a few dojos back about you know ways that we can improve ourselves and how often, whether we're doing this at the beginning of the year or any time of the year, it's more likely than not that people fall off the wagon and aren't able to achieve their New Year's resolutions or their behavioral change goals. 
well, if we know this, let's be prepared for those things that typically throw us off our games. So if we know in the past, whether it's a New Year's resolution or whenever it has been, that our motivation will wane over time. We tend to start out very motivated uh, when a new behavior is taken on. Well, let's be prepared knowing that our motivation is going to go down. What are we going to do when it does? Are we going to have the discipline built into our, our habits and our schedules to overcome uh, and still do what we need to do, even if we're not motivated to do it? Uh, what are we going to do when we want to sleep in and we're not getting up extra early to, to be physically active? What are we going to do when bad weather hits and uh, we wanted to go outside and take a walk or be active? What are we going to do instead to make sure that we're still active if that's been something that's thrown us off in the past? Are we going to be prepared for temptation when we're there at that Super Bowl party and we've been so good for three or four weeks? of eating well or not drinking alcohol? Are we going to be prepared when temptation strikes for these social events that inevitably are going to be in our way? If we're on a social media or screen diet, are we going to be prepared when we hear about the latest breaking news or the viral video or this must-watch TV episode that's launched? Are we going to be prepared to stay steady and committed to our goals when these things inevitably are going to be coming down the road that are going to want us to throw us off those resolutions that we have had out there? Are we going to be able to have that resilience, understanding that, hey, you know what, what else throws us off our game? Our inner dialogue. The thing that Stephen Pressfield uh, wrote, a, The War of Art, a book about the negative self-talk that we tell ourselves, you know, this fear of failure, this fear of success, our ability to, to just self-sabotage us each and every day. We're going to wake up with that inner dialogue that is going to be our own worst enemy and our, our critic of ourselves, are we going to be prepared to not listen to that voice inside our head? Are we going to have the mantras that are needed to overcome that negative self-talk or the challenges and the circumstances that we're going to see in our lives, those go-to kind of sayings that we or quotes that we may need to hold near and dear to our hearts when we're wanting to quit, when we're wanting to give up, and this too shall pass. We can overcome whatever it is. Are we going to have those ready for us? The only thing that will allow us to be ready for it is this preparation, is us thinking about it. And again, who better than people with disabilities to teach us on how to be prepared? Because we got to be prepared for the stigma that we face each and every day and not having the accommodations that we need when we're going out to access a service. To know that, you know, yeah, we're, we're going to, maybe be more susceptible to social isolation. And just through our pre preparation of stigma, through our preparation of knowing that we might not have the access that we're needing due to us, or it's the knowing that we might need to lean on ourselves during times where we would want to have company. It's our preparation for those moments that have given us the adaptability, that have given us the resilience, that have given us the fortitude, that have given us the ability to persevere that the world needs. The world needs what we have. And are we going to show up and show the world what we have? Are we going to be the change that we want to see in this world? Because the world needs an example. And who better than people with disabilities to be the example that people need in this world, entering into another year that's likely going to bring more adversity into it? We can be that shining light, that beacon of hope that people are needing to get through these adversities that people are in here. So I encourage all of us to be that example for others that are that are needed into this, because it's through this planning, 
It's through this preparation. It's through that exact process that is going to give us the resilience. We all need that inner citadel, that fortress inside of ourselves that is not given. We got to build this fortress. We got to make it strong and we got to do it through anticipating, you know, those things that are ahead of us that are going to be something that we are going to encounter and be prepared for it. So it's my wish for everyone to, to be well prepared for the, the year ahead of us with the resiliency, the adaptability, and the unity that all of us have had to cultivate in our lives to live independently. And it's with that message that I want to say to be prepared for the next couple long-form podcasts that we're going to be bringing to you on Thursdays. Be prepared to hear a montage of statements that were given to us by people that we interviewed responses to the question, what does the independent life mean to you? We've asked this question of everyone we've interviewed on this podcast, and we're you know coming on to many episodes of people that we've interviewed. And it is with their montage of answers that we're going to be bringing for the first couple episodes within to the new year. So look for those uh, when we typically do the long form interviews of having just a blend of really deep, meaningful, valuable responses to the question, what does the independent life mean to you? And from their answers, I think we're gonna have a lot of good material of what it not only means, but how we can build that independent life for all of us through understanding, through learning, and through preparing. And until the next time, onward and upward. Thanks for listening to the Independent Life Podcast, brought to you by the Center for Independent Living of North Central Florida. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe. And if you know anyone who might benefit from listening, share this podcast and invite them to subscribe too. For questions, suggestions, or if you have a story you'd like to share, please email us at cilncf.org at gmail.com or call us at 352 352- 378-7474. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, support, advocate, and empower each other to live the independent life.